0: Hey, what's going on, you guys? This is episode five of the Nabi Design Podcast. And in this episode, we sit down with Chad and Shauna Kaiser, who represent Kaiser House, a creative branding and communications agency. We discuss the topic of conviction and why it's at the core of the current brand experience, but more importantly, the human experience. Check it out. All right, what's going on, you guys? This is episode five of the Navi Design Podcast. As always, this is your host, Andy Un, And today I have another, well, actually two very special guests, uh, Chad and Shauna Kayser. Hi. Hi. Five is a good number. <laughs> that oh, is God, a good yeah, number. You
1: landed on a nice
0: one. Yes, <laughs> you did. Um, real quick, I'll give my kind of a quick intro. I first connected um, with Chad... Uh, a few months ago, uh, through a mutual friend and a mentor, and I would say, Chad, uh, <laughs> just that meeting right off the bat, I felt, man, this is someone that that I'm going to build a, yeah. a, a, an amazing friendship with. Um, and then through that, we were able to connect as families, mm-hmm. uh, got to know each other a little bit more, and I'm really excited that the both of you guys are here on the podcast. Uh, who is Chad and Shauna Kayser
1: how far back we want to go (laughs) uh just just share yeah yeah well so i mean we have been um together for almost 20 years Mm -hmm. we met
2: when we were 15 so we've we've lived a lot of life together yes
1: yeah um coming out of high school together but i mean so we have uh you know lived a long journey together uh we have two kids a uh, beautiful kids oh thank you yeah thank you almost the same age as yours that's right yeah <laughs> um and uh yeah i mean recently uh, relocated here to atlanta yeah from, by way of la and new york wow In uh, la before that mm-hmm. and really uh loving what's happening here in atlanta yeah and trying to get a sense around um you know our moment in time and and what god would have us really be focusing on
2: Right. As a couple, we uh, obviously co-parent kids, mm-hmm. and we also have a, a company that we started together a few years ago when we were starting our family. Mm-hmm. When we left New York, we did it in sort of a adventurous, we still don't have children, let's go explore and have a big adventure kind of way. And we put all of our things in storage. We bought an 88 Bronco and we spent a few months living on the road. And it was a real journey for us in our marriage, a journey of healing, a journey of finding wholeness. And in the course of that, we really talked a lot about what we wanted our family life to look like when we had kids. What did family look like for us? And we kind of poked around and questioned the conventional ways of work and decided that we really wanted to be... Um, really present with our children, Um, really wanted to be responsible for investing into them and being able to travel with them and give them experiences. So we decided that we wanted to start our own company together that allowed us to work from wherever we were, Mm. work the hours that we needed to work. Mm. And it just so happens that everything that he had done in his career prior to that point, and everything I had done in mine, really just lent itself to one another in a way mm-hmm. that we were able to create something kind of new mm-hmm. and uh, really timely, mm-hmm. I think. So we started our company, mm-hmm. Kaser, in 2015.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you guys would describe Kaser as
1: a brand identity communication house. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, what's interesting is that the uh, the path to that point, you know, my background came from social media strategy. So wow. really, I mean, before Facebook existed, wow. uh, I was part of a team helping kind of big organizations figure out how to become human online yeah. wow. at the birth of, of all of this. And then, you know, through that course of time, through Toyota and Sony and um, uh, some agency life, my entry point into what is the common ground for uh, KZR right now, which is really about identity mm. and communications uh, came from a place of how do I practically express what it is I fundamentally believe, and so my entry point was really figuring out how do we look at what we're saying as an organization, how do we look at the the things that we maybe more importantly don't say, but you mm. can sense are are evident in the fabric of the culture, mm. and what's at the center of that, so that everything that we Say and all that we speak from comes from a connected place because yeah. there are too many moments where there was a disconnection from what I was tasked with expressing wow. and what I knew to be true. Wow! And so that led me to a place of of wanting to understand the fundamental identity, yeah, and what grounds an organization in the truths of it. Um, yeah, which was my entry point into that.
2: And it's yeah, it's really fascinating because every company he's ever worked with they created a position for him. Mm. It didn't exist when he entered. So he's always been at the forefront of what's happening next in the marketplace space and in communications. And so I think that was part of what inspired us to rather than have him go Mm. someplace again and start a new role somewhere. Why don't we just take what we see and what we know happening and and start something on our own?
0: Mm -hmm. I, I have a question for you guys that I'm personally curious about. And I feel like you know, others listening would be curious about this too. I feel like it's always really special when you see a husband and wife able to do something creative together. And I think, you know, what you guys do through Kaiser, it's it's a business, but you guys are co-creating. You're you're creating together. Um, Chad, your your background is uh, kind of, I guess, you would say, the digital marketing space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Shawna, what was your background coming into Kaiser? And my question would be for both of you guys, um, share a little bit about what synergy looks like between you guys and your gift sets. Hmm.
2: That's a great question.
1: Yeah. I'm going to think on that one (laughs) as you You unpack it That's a good
2: question. Right. My background uh, was in film and theater. Mm. And so it actually was in, you know, that area of storytelling. I I studied film and theater in in every respect, film production and acting on stage and in front of the camera um, through college, and that is what I've pursued since graduating. And so my entry into this dynamic of our company has been really having a real deep understanding of identity Mm. of what actions and expressions and words do people use to express what's going on in their heart and their mind. Mm. And so I have a real deep understanding and this paired with my role in the church because I've been on staff in the church and I've done a lot of, you know, inner healing work and sozo work with people and led people pastorally. It's helped me have a real deep understanding of the human heart and the human mind and how it's all really connected. And so I'm able to bring just a completely different point of view to sort of the same thing, which Mm -hmm. is really identity and expression. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so we have completely different backgrounds in the same kind of arena, Mm -hmm. which was, you know, never really planned. (laughs) But um, when we bring them together, they really are meant to be together Mm -hmm. in a powerful way. I would say the answer to your question is that it's taken years of practice (laughs) to discover (laughs) practice and patience to really embrace that synergy and the way that what I bring can uniquely serve his his strengths well and what he brings can uniquely serve my strengths well. Mm. And we have had a lot of different small companies and small endeavors over the years. I mean, back into our early 20s. That didn't really work because we didn't know how to be humble Mm. in our dynamic. We didn't Mm. recognize that we were on the same team. There was competition. And I think that over the course of time, really being able to lay pride down and say, Mm. okay, this actually isn't a strength of mine. You're really good at this. So I'm going to trust you more than myself. Mm -hmm. And both of us being willing to do that has helped create that synergy to be – because synergy can exist – but not flow. You know what mm, I mean? You can have, yeah. I think you can have two people mm. where.
0: Share on that, Sean. Yeah. I, I like what you just said.
2: I think that God brings people together because we have strengths that can help to have one another thrive, yeah. whether it's for the sake of a business or the sake of a, a relationship or the sake of growing or building something. I think God is intentional in bringing who he brings together. Wow. But if we aren't able to see that and make Make that synergy about the bigger picture and not about our individual selves, then mm. we miss it. Mm. So I think when we really recognized what we could that we could do more together than we could independently, wow. and we were able to lay those places down that weren't servicing that. Wow,
0: um
2: that's when everything really started to flow in strength, and we started to really do our our best work.
0: Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. what what I hear you saying, Shauna, you I, I love giving commentary on the things that I'm picking up is, what I hear you saying is that synergy isn't always natural, but it's almost an intentional decision. Mm-hmm. We have to almost fight to see synergy take place.
2: I don't agree with that. Yeah. I mm-hmm. think that God gives us everything that it takes and we have to be willing wow. to actually allow that synergy to flow and wow. work wow. in a powerful way. Otherwise, we get in the way of what could could happen and what yeah. could be done.
1: I mean, I think about, especially as it relates to a marriage, I mean, God wants you to be one flesh. Mm. right? And so the understanding of that unity and the fullness of that unity, I mean, you only, I feel like you only really see the fullness of that unity in the flesh when you see your kids. Yeah, right? Cause it's, it's such the absolute blending of wow. two people in wow. one person wow. that like, sometimes it's her, sometimes it's me <laughs> and it's pretty wild. Um, but in order to get to that place in a marriage and definitely in a you know, business partnership or whatever like yes. entity that is bringing two identities to become one wow uh you have to really um be really aware of what's going on inside but yeah. also be really humble and attentive and wow. receive the words that people are speaking to you mm. with the understanding that they're trying to strengthen mm. me mm. they can see the blind spots that i don't see mm. and when you can Get to that point and, and maintain and hold that space yeah um real intimacy and trust yeah can be uh, cultivated yeah and that's where true creativity and that's mm-hmm. really where the spirit moves wow is where you have that complete uh safety. trust and safety yeah. right safety is probably the most important wow. thing in that because you can be yourself and when yourself God can really work through that's you and true. flow through you fully wow uh, just maybe
0: last question on this is, do you guys is there a is there like a thought or a memory or an example that you guys can think of when you felt like a very high synergy working together?
2: I feel honestly like over the course of time we get there really quickly now. Wow. In a way that it's pretty regular. Wow. And I would say that in that Whenever we start a project together, we come to a creative space, we have an understanding of what the moment in time is. Is this an open creative moment where we're just kind of tossing things out?
1: Mm-hmm. Or is
2: this a moment where we actually need to close that door and get mm-hmm. down to some practical execution? Mm-hmm. Knowing that is really important. Wow. But I, I think too, you know, we pray together before we start any project because we have a a genuine conviction that we are partnering with God to do work on his behalf to elevate people Mm. and the influence of people and brands and companies Mm. so that he can do what he wants to do in the marketplace or in any other sphere of cultural influence that exists. So. Mm-hmm. That conviction just, it, it kind of unites us from the beginning. When we surrender yep. ourselves to him and say, have your way through mm-hmm. us and what you want to do, we're surrendering ourselves to one another. And that synergy really just starts to flow in a powerful way that we get work done really efficiently because, <laughs> um, because we just have surrendered to it.
1: Yeah. And we've all, and we've taken, we've taken the, the time over the years to hopefully steward that well Yeah, and, and wrap it in the language and the narrative mm-hmm. and the stories that, yeah. um, that the training has yeah. given us, but ultimately it's it's opening up that connection point to, to one another and to Holy Spirit. Okay,
0: I told myself, I wasn't gonna go down rabbit holes today, <laughs> but some of these rabbit holes that I'm seeing, and they're not even rabbit holes, some of these tributaries that I'm seeing right now, uh, or estuaries, I don't know what mm. the right word is, but it's just so, I'm just getting excited about mm. it. So something you just said, Shauna, and I love how you just say it in passing. And they're like, I'm moving on now. And like, There's like so Wait. much there. There's- I do that, I do that all the time. Like, <laughs> what did you say? There's so much gold there. Um, you just talked about uh, on a practical note that you and Chad like to pray together before starting on some sort of creative endeavor because you recognize that God is God is in the process of even our work and I mean, essentially, even touching the world. I mean, I I I would say this. Even that, in and of itself, I feel like is a radical idea in the sense that I think it's 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 true, and it was what it was always meant to be. Yeah. Um, but I just want to create a space right now to let you guys talk about that because mm-hmm. um, I just felt like that was so uh, yeah, it was very powerful just for me to hear. Mm-hmm.
2: I think we both have an agreement that, you know, Jesus is king and we long to see him at the top of every sphere of cultural influ- influence in the world. Wow. So, you know, we talk about and we've heard about the seven mountaintops of culture. We want to see the kingdom in every single cultural mountaintop. Wow. And so, How how do we do that? We can either go hard in the world the way the world works and ask God to bless what we're doing, or we can lay ourselves down and say, "God, use us to do something." Wow! And that's the the approach that we take. Our clients really are in all spectrums of culture, and what we're seeing is that, um, you know, when we bring God into the process, we don't always have to see what he is doing, but we believe that the people that he's using us to elevate are people that he actually wants to use to shift culture wow. in their space of influence. And so um, why not have the most creative, most innovative, <laughs> you know, uh, creator of the universe be on our side yeah. or us on his side Wow! as we do the work that he's entrusted us to do to wow. help make a change
1: wow. in the mm-hmm. world. What's what's interesting is that I mean our, our clients range from you know secular to church to individuals sure. to nonprofits. Sure. I mean it's really yep it's really all over the board. Yeah, but what it comes down to is that you're just dealing with people, mm. and God has a heart for all of His sons and all of His daughters. Yes. So when we approach it from that perspective, we know that you know at a macro sense there is something incredible that He could do to work through say a secular company, but yeah. ultimately. What you're doing is you're connecting with a person wow. um, that you know God will help you see their moment in time. Because I mean, wow. people give them themselves to their work, Yes. And so, how do you help them under better understand who they are, their moment in time, speak life mm-hmm. into them? Because when they have a better understanding of themselves, wow. they become more connected to the bigger story that God's been folding all around us. And wow. so, what's interesting is that when we are you know, we're brought in to do a particular project. Mm. Like that's like the big project. Mm. But like, (laughs) as you actually start to work with all the people in the project team, it actually like that becomes like a much more meaningful and a much more lasting thing Mm. because what you're doing is you're not creating, you know, a tagline that might, you know, run on the waves of culture. What you're doing is you're speaking identity into the actual people. And some of the unintended outcomes have been, you know, people, um, who were previously potentially looking for other employment, wow. uh, and cultures mm-hmm. that were not healthy and yeah. people who were not eating lunch together. Right. All of a sudden they're eating lunch together. All wow. of a sudden they are fired up again because they've found something mm-hmm. that has kind of rekindled their belief yes. and has kind of brought them back to the reason that they're there to begin with.
0: Okay. So we're gonna, we're gonna hit on, um, really just going deep into this power of conviction thing. But I want to ask you guys this. So, I mean, first of all, here's my commentary again. As I'm listening to you guys, there's no separation between spirituality and work for you guys.
2: None at all. No, I mean, we've actually... Before we even take clients, we'll pray because we know the work we're doing. And um, if God does not want to see certain companies or brands um, elevated in a space, then we know not to take that client's work. So we've actually turned – clients down who have come to us going, we want to sound and look a certain way. Wow. And as we have explored, or we have prayed, or we have just had discernment into wow. the real motivation behind it, we go, you know what, this is actually, um, doesn't feel like it's from God wow. and, uh, us being a part of helping you achieve something that really isn't something that's in alignment with our values. Wow.
0: Um,
2: it's hard to do that mm-hmm.
0: sure. and it's, it's
2: a sacrifice sure. ultimately but especially we really. Especially when there's
0: a fat paycheck at the end of the time. Especially summer. when there's a fat
2: paycheck, but we've had to do it. We've had to trust God.
0: Yeah. Wow. We've had to
2: trust Him and just, and we know when when He's saying that's not the right client to work with. I,
0: I I love this because honestly, what we're hitting right now, I think, is at one of the core motivations, even for this Navi Design podcast, and it really is the. Um, holistic nature of spirituality, right? Like I love the fact that you guys are like, hey, we're believers, we're connected with God. We have a relationship Mm -hmm. with the divine, with the source, uh, but we don't relegate that to like an hour of morning meditation. Mm -hmm. We don't relegate that to like a service on Sunday. This is our life. This this encompasses our life. And not only does it encompass our life, but it actually guides and directs the way that we actually live Mm -hmm. every part of our life. Mm-hmm. and i just feel like that that's really refreshing you guys cuz i feel like the world today is hungering and thirsting for a spirituality that's very real mm-hmm. and that has a a holistic effect mm-hmm. yeah. yeah
1: so
2: that's a good observation yeah. we, we've really been sensing that a lot lately too mm-hmm. and um the uh, it's it's funny we talk about this a lot and what's coming in this next year in the church space and the marketplace and entertainment and the arts and what we're finding coming is this sort of idea of compartmentalizing all areas of your life mm. it's becoming too burdensome
0: it is it's
2: becoming too hard to try to separate who you are from what you do and from what you believe and wow. from what you want people to see it's wow. becoming and I think it's causing people issues with control and stress and anxiety wow. that we can't we can't live with. We're wow. living broken. And wow. so yeah. I think what's coming is really like the breaking of those walls, those breaking down of those walls and the compartmentalizing just coming to an end and people starting to really walk because we don't really have another choice. We're just living in survival mode the other way. People will be on the walk freely and say, yeah, I, I bring my faith into my office place. I bring it into my gym. When I work out, I bring it into yeah. my family.
0: Mm-hmm. So I think
2: that's what we're really seeing coming,
0: mm-hmm. which is good. really exciting. No, it's good. Um, Maybe just, uh, well, not even really shifting gears. It's actually just more of a segue. But, you know, Chad, you already already hit on it so well where you were talking about um, core convictions or core motivations. And that's really what you guys, it's almost the, um, I feel like it's almost the the core driver for what you guys do and how you guys do what you do. You know, even as a, as a, um a branding and communications agency, I, I just wanted to kind of open the space to you mm-hmm. guys and because I really feel like, um, yeah, I, I'm so curious about this, but like, yeah, what is it about conviction that it, that you guys feel is so important uh, to the branding experience and to the human experience and really just sharing whatever the heck sure. you guys want
1: to share? <laughs> Thank you for the open range. Yeah, <laughs> Let me just push my boat out on the tributary. <laughs> um, I would say maybe I'll start it on this. The What I've experienced over the last you know, 10, 15 years of doing uh, this kind of work uh, within brands and also with agencies and just kind of working with big companies that are putting messages out there and they're yep. moving people with different um different ways of moving people is that the tools that companies have had to understand who they are and why they are are starting to become insufficient for a moment in time right now. Wow. So you know it used to be your vision statement um was sort of that North Star Mm. that hopefully was meant to align people to a singular point in the future. Okay. That when that is set, everyone's able to walk together in lockstep sure um that ended up not you know necessarily keeping the herd together Mm -hmm. (laughs) so so you have a mission statement which is a little more closer to the ground wow um but it's more focused on what you do right from that point um you start i mean at at the the dawn of the digital age and social media you start becoming more exposed to the world around you Mm. and sort of seeing the fallout of business and a way of, of, um, of operating in the world that was not conscious and considerate of its ethical, moral impact wow. on communities and people in the world. Wow. So then you have a new thing come in, which is purpose. Wow! And so that's kind of been the newest tide, uh, that is trying to connect people to a deeper sense of responsibility Wow! about how they go about their lives. Wow. And what we've come to recognize, so that's sort of like the wave right now that people are on. You have companies like, uh, you know, Patagonia that are sort of like the, have been held up as like the hallmarks of brands with purpose. Because Mm. that has been sort of couched in the conscious consumerism, ethical sustainability. There's a whole like connection to the environment. Yeah. Yeah. that purpose has sort of been the the latest way to to ground an organization in its responsibility to the world, right? Um, but what we've been seeing is that that's not sufficient to build a responsive organization mm-hmm. To, mm-hmm. The, um, to the to the the time that we're living in right now, where everything is just collapsing and colliding together yeah um yeah i mean you got politics you got media you have the environment you have fashion you have all these things that are now swirling together you take one scroll down your facebook feed and you're bombarded with like you know hundreds of different intersections different things yes and so what we're finding is if you are grounding your organization in your purpose like what you do Mm -hmm. it's only um allowing you to respond in what you do right versus what you believe. Wow. And so that's why we come from a place of finding a company or an or, or an individual or sure. whatever that entity is. Yeah. That we find their conviction. Wow. Which is how we define it. We call it a a bedrock belief. Okay. It's a fundamental, immovable belief wow. that you hold sure. that allows you to respond to anything in any given time, in any situation. And I'm sure
0: you guys have like a process you walk your clients through to excavate that, that yep. bedrock. Okay. Yes, absolutely. Exactly.
1: Yep. Yep. Wow. I mean, it's definitely a spirit led first and foremost. Come on now. Because um, <laughs> I mean know, he knows exactly <laughs> what it is. We're <laughs> wow. just sort of asking the questions, wow. you know, one of our, um, one of our sort of principles for how we go about it is, uh, question answers. Wow. So it's a, it's an excava- excavation process yes. to, uh, we know that the gold is there because wow. like if God has us there for a purpose, we know that there's, there's gold there for us to find. Yeah. So by continuing to question the answers that we are getting from people, you go deeper and deeper and deeper and ultimately we find it. Wow. Shauna, do you want to mm-hmm. jump on?
2: Hi, wow, that was
0: really thorough. That was, really was impressed. I'm yeah, sitting here really, wow, this is I like, to like, be taking note. That was a very eloquent explanation. <laughs>
2: wow. I just You're need to stick a mic in front of you all the time and
0: all of a sudden. Um, Shauna, are you going to try to top your husband right now? <laughs> no, I, I can't top that. I admit
2: it. It's fine. I'm going to come from a completely different angle. Which you do yeah. and you do well. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, he, he pretty much hit on all the key points. I think that the next wave – of, um, Well, rather than wave, I think the brands and the companies and the people who operate as companies, personalities, Mm. um, influencers that will make it and have longevity in the marketplace in any way are going to need to know their conviction and it cannot be superficial. It has to, it takes real honesty. And I think that that's something that in our methodology Mm -hmm. we've become really good at is when we enter a space, we want to make sure the space feels really safe for people to bring vulnerably what they truly think, what they truly believe without judgment. And we preface that in every workshop we do, every meeting we have. That's right. There's no judgment. This is a safe place to be as honest as possible because we will not get to that core conviction without it. And once we have that, it really is like the gold. It's Mm -hmm. like every piece of storytelling and language and decision-making and choices for the company is able to be rooted in something that is so immovable Mm. that- your audience is never gonna look at any one of your expressions in any way and question your authenticity. Mm-hmm. And so I, I don't know that companies, brands people will survive in these spaces without knowing their conviction in the time to come. Mm-hmm.
0: This is so good, you guys. Um, I feel like so what I'm hearing what I'm hearing both of you guys talk about is basically what I'm hearing you guys say is when you work with a client, Your God-given conviction is that there is something inside of them that is almost, uh, uh, I mean, some would call it ordained or some would even say there's something inside of them that God hardwired. Mm -hmm. And what you're trying to do, um, you know, as a communications agency is you are actually trying to discover what that is and help the client to discover what that is. Because the value that you're giving them is, hey, if you can find this bedrock that is within you, Mm -hmm. this is what's going to be immovable in the changing tides of culture and et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. So that's really the unique value proposition I think you guys bring. My question to you guys would be, could you give us like an example or, um, yeah, give us an example of when that excavation process happens for the client? Mm-hmm. And they do get the ahas.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What's the fruit that you guys have seen? What's the um, what's the outcomes? like? Mm-hmm. Maybe just some stories if there's anything that comes to the top of your head. Sure. Let me do.
2: I'll let you think on that for a moment. Yeah. The first thing that came to my head are the moments when we realized that there is nothing there. And that okay. happens. Sure, sure. That happens. It's interesting because- Or they wouldn't let us see. Or
1: they wouldn't let us there. see it. Or wow. we didn't like what we saw. Wow. And,
2: and, and, and that's not to say without judgment, but if the conviction- of a company really rests in we just want to make as much money as possible, we're just not a good fit. Mm. Because what ends up happening is you will be willing to do anything if money is your conviction, which means that um, the choices that you make probably are not going to align with our value system um, and they're not going to be rooted in anything other than chasing after dollar signs. Okay. The fun, the fun projects we have are when we get to be a part of a company. I mean, like a shoe company, you wouldn't imagine that a shoe brand. Yeah is rooted in some core conviction sure. about life or anything bigger but what's fun is when we get to go on the journey and actually help people see there's a reason why you wow. do what you do wow. and you actually do care about something more than just this shoe company wow. and so get to go on getting to go on that journey with them and help them find gold in the, their personal selves that wow. they didn't even know and it helps them mm-hmm. find the why behind what they do and it reignites a passion mm-hmm. For their work, because they see a deeper meaning and a deeper reason to do what they do every day, whether it's for shoes or for, you know, a nonprofit organization or whatever it is.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow. What's cool about that is the the deeper you go, the farther you can go. Mm. Right? think about a tree, like the deeper the roots, the higher it can go up and out. Wow. So, I mean, for example. I like that. I'm thinking of. um, So we wrapped a project not too long ago for. Can I say his name? Yeah, it's on our website. Yeah, yeah for uh, for Pedro Martinez. Okay, who is a Hall of Fame baseball player? Wow. At Boston Red Sox. Yeah, he was um, one of the team members who led them to their first World Series. Wow. Over a shout a out, century. Pedro Martinez. if you're <laughs> <laughs> um, And what was really interesting about that project is that it was a, it was a three in one project where it was brand him. Wow. Rebrand his nonprofit. Yeah. And then brand the parent managerial company. Wow. And so, you know, he had kind of stepped away from the limelight since they won the world series. I think it was 2004, mm. um, went back to the Dominican and really reinvested himself in his work. Wow. Uh, that his wife, Carolina was running for a long time. The wow. uh, Pedro Martinez charity at that time. Wow. So he stepped away for about a decade. Wow. But there was all this latent energy around mm. who he was as a person. Mm. Mm. Um, That was never captured. Wow. There was never anything put around that to use it in the service of something. Wow. And so we were brought in to basically figure out what that was. Wow. And the other interesting point about that is that he was at a transitional moment in his own life where he was known as this baseball player. Right. um, who, Who came from a um, uh, rags to riches. Yeah. It was like a very like challenging background. Yeah. Um, And, and, But but what people remembered of him was connected purely to baseball. Wow. And he, in his own life, was sort of moving out of that, Mm. or at least sort of jumping off from that, Mm. into being a commentator on sports networks, Mm. um, being a recognized global humanitarian, Mm -hmm. um, being a mentor Mm. to players coming up. So we had to figure out a way to find his conviction mm. which serviced him throughout his life. Yeah. But also would become the springboard that would drive him to um, make the paths that God would have him make wow. in these new tributaries. Wow. Since that's our word wow. for today. Wow. Um, in these places. So that was that was like the meta task was wow. to figure that out. And then and then from that, how does that impact the um the conviction and the purpose for the foundation and wow. for uh, the parent company, and I, get, I think the the most rewarding thing was when we played back to him uh, how we saw him. Mm. As more than
2: a baseball player, because truth be told, we're not huge sports people. So we didn't even know him that way. And you didn't
1: have that lens to
2: almost distort
0: your view. Right. Which
2: we, when we, every client we approach, we have to remove that lens. Sure. We really have to remove it and see the person as God sees them. Wow. So for us to be able to gather all this research on him as a human. Wow. And then to share that back to him, it was like him seeing himself through new eyes for the first time Whoa. and he felt very seen Whoa. and very known wow. as a human, not as getting his whole identity as baseball player. Whoa. So that was mm-hmm. incredibly rewarding mm-hmm. to be able to be a part of him coming into his identity as who he is now, still carrying the legacy mm-hmm. of one of the greatest baseball players in history right? and, and carrying that with him because wow. it's an important part of who he is, of but course. also every other thing that his heart cares about and what's made him the man that he is yeah, um, is, is also part of that. And so it's been fun in this last two years or so to watch him step mm-hmm. into that wow. and own it and embrace it and do incredible work with his nonprofit and incredible work with um, MLB and doing um, mm-hmm. broadcasting. Mm-hmm.
1: and
0: mm-hmm. Mentoring um, young players. Wow. Yeah. So I, I, I love, man, I just I, I, I could easily see a part two, three on this podcast. No, really, because there's so many there's so many tributaries that we could go down that I think would be equally as rich. Um, what I love is what you guys are doing with the conviction excavation process is, I, I'll just share for myself personally, like, so Nabi Design, um, when I started in uh, 20, at the end of 2016, early 2017, I actually started with the core conviction of, I knew that inviting God or inviting spirituality into the process, I knew it was a non-negotiable for me. Mm. So that's why I felt like I needed to kind of create my own my own boat, my own platform. Um, but in the process of doing this, I guess what I've discovered that seems so similar to what you guys do is, you know, I remember one day um, uh, hearing a teaching on what it means to be a person. And when I heard that definition, it actually blew my mind. Mm. And when you study the etymology of where person comes from, it's actually a compound word. It means per, which means through, mm-hmm. and son means sound. Mm-hmm. So to be a person is to sound through. Mm-hmm. It's an incredible. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I misprocessed. I'm at a loss for words <laughs> at the moment. Yeah. So, wow. So I, I say that because, you know, sometimes when you hear, you know, kind of the hippies say, like, we're frequency. We really are. Mm-hmm. But it begs a deeper question that I feel like this is why um this is why God is is He is the meta narrative because if we're a sound and we're to sound through, mm-hmm. well, where's the source of that sound? Mm-hmm. We are 10. literally the the mechanism to, 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 uh, to release that sound. Right. Mm-hmm. And so um, as I discovered that definition, I realized it articulated for me that this is what I was doing for people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll just give you a quick 10. example. Right. Yeah, so like uh, I was working with um, a CEO and a founder of a software company here in Atlanta. And he basically creates like a digital sales funnel type of marketing platform, all of that type of stuff. Long story short, though, as I worked with him, he brought me on as a coach, not because he needed a business consultant, but there was something deeper on the inside of him Mm -hmm. as a founder Mm -hmm. and as a CEO that he didn't know how to articulate. And through our coaching sessions, what I really discovered was you need to discover your sound. Mm -hmm. And if I were to use your guy's Mm -hmm. language, you need to discover your conviction. Mm -hmm. And what we did was in the process of six months, we, we discovered for him that his, the deepest crevice of his why was that actually he had grown up as an entrepreneur's son and he saw how entrepreneurs had struggled uh, with X, Y, and Z. And so he actually want, like his core conviction, his deep core conviction was actually to help the world by providing a platform and a tool for entrepreneurs to do what they were called to do mm-hmm. better. Mm-hmm. So in discovering that, because I'll, I'll just be honest, like, I, I think when we first connected, he was in a rough space, not necessarily financially, but even in 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 his own personal internal world. And so as we kind of found that breakthrough for him, I mean, you know, it's it's really been a really amazing story for him. So I just wanted to hmm. kind of feed off mm-hmm. of the energy with you guys to say, mm-hmm. um, I think that there's so much there.
1: That's awesome. I mean, I think what's beautiful about that is that when you find that place your sound your conviction, yeah. whatever you call it, yeah. it's... You're you're hitting that place of purity mm. where there's no noise, mm. right? And like you can make noise from that place, but you're not noise. Wow, mm-hmm. you know, wow. Because um, I think what happens is when you live in conflict, yes. from what you believe and what you and how you behave, yep, there is a dissonance and there's a friction that exists mm-hmm. that um, obviously brings personal strife, mm-hmm. but it's going to come out and to life and through in the things that you make and you build. I think there's a stat that I always, I always quote that 80 to 90% of a company's culture comes from the person of the founder. Wow. So if you have a, if you're not like connected to that place on the inside, your choices are going to reflect your energy and like who you are in those spaces. It's going to shift the environments Mm -hmm. to a place that is not coming from that, that pure place.
0: Real quick, um, for the sake of time, we got about five or so minutes. Um, But yeah, I I, I think the fruit of what we're talking about, the the outcomes of this, is that when people, individuals, companies, when they find their sound, Mm -hmm. I think then it resounds, Mm -hmm. it resonates, it not only resonates within themselves, but it resonates with the world around them Mm -hmm. because the sound is authentic and it's pure, and I think that's the. Yeah. That's the power of everything we're talking about. Um, real quick, um, if people want to get in touch with you, if if people want to find out more about what you do, uh, where can they find you guys?
2: Uh, you can go and visit our website. Mm-hmm. It's kzr.house. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um and we're both active on social media and we both have some, you know, endeavors that will be coming up in 2020 that are really rooted in our own personal convictions and our convictions as a married couple. Um, so yeah, we're going to be sharing a lot in this next year. Yeah. Yeah. Can
0: we get a quick sneak peek of maybe what's in the pipeline for you guys? What are you guys dreaming, visioning up? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Definitely. You touched on some of what God has been stirring in my heart for a few years, which is you talked about holistic at some point. Yes. God's really been putting in my heart wholeness. Wow. And I've been watching, um, the wellness space, which is a huge, you know, multi-trillion-dollar global industry,
1: yep.
2: for a long time, and I've I've continued to watch people who are really integrated into that space be broken mm. or rely on, you know, uh, methods of coping or things that just are not—they're not feeling healthy and whole. Wow. And I feel like God is is doing something um, that is causing people to hunger for more.
1: Mm.
2: I believe what people are starting to hunger for is wholeness. And yes. so in this next year, I'm going to be launching a um, a wholeness, whole being movement, um, a platform online. It's wow. actually going to be bringing together um, just a lifestyle community that is centered around wholeness where we are unashamed to have Jesus Christ at the center of everything that we do because of our identity. And that's what we're talking about today, right? It's just identity and yeah. where identity comes from. And yeah. a lot of our identity comes from our conviction or that, or that sound that yes. is within us. That's yeah. sort of like you said, hardwired in who we are. Um, and so this is going to be a platform for people to curious wow. spirit led. Wow. Um, but also I really believe that well being is, uh, I really believe that well-being well being is the maintaining of your current state of being. Wellness is the maintaining of your current state of being. Wholeness is the health of your whole being, yes. body, spirit, and soul. So I'm going to be launching a platform in this upcoming year, and then we'll be hosting our first Wholeness Summit and Retreat, Yeah, um, which we're just really looking forward to. I think it's a timely move of God that's going to be connecting
1: um,
2: the church and culture in a really powerful way.
1: What I love about this is that it really – Brings Jesus into body, into soul, and into, into spirit. spirit. Yes. In an integration that has not been seen wow. to date. Wow. And it really is going to bring a lot of fruit in people's lives. Well, like you
2: said, it goes back to the compartmentalizing. That's right. Is that we don't just want to see Jesus in the health of our spirit. No. Um, you know, and that's, that's why we live broken when we only allow him into one part of our being, We're right. three part being, and yeah. so how to, and I think that a lot of people aren't equipped in the, how, how do you integrate yeah. Jesus into your work life, wow. into your client work, into your exercise routines, into your diet and the food that you eat. And so, um, I'm really, I'm, I'm looking forward to launching that mm-hmm. and seeing what God will do. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, Chad, Shauna. This has been really fun. (laughs) Thank you. This is, uh, it's been super rich. Uh, Love who you guys are, what you guys, just your convictions, your own personal convictions. Uh, I would love to have you guys again. um, And I'd love to delve into some more conversation. Uh, But for the sake of time, uh, this is a wrap (laughs) for episode five. Um, Again, thank you to Shauna and Chad uh, just for coming and blessing the mic today. Uh, Yeah. uh, Hope as always. This provides value and content for you. And if this has really spoken to you or resonated with you, please uh, drop a comment or uh, even a voice message. Would love to hear your feedback. All right, bye.